1: pretty sure Paul shared how the church was birthed in Philippi and they said wow really hey you writing a letter to them tell them we say hello that's awesome again if we look at all this if it wasn't for the snake bite the people of Malta would not be healed if it wasn't for the chains that Paul has now the Roman guard the a household palace would not have been saved so take heart Christians take heart saints Counted it all joy when you go through various trials, the Bible tells us. Are you going through a trial right now? If not,
0: chances are you just came out of one or you're about to go into one. But don't let that discourage you. Paul went through many hardships, including some near-death experiences, as we'll hear in today's teaching. However, Pastor Eddie shows how God used these same trials to grow the church and answer prayer. So the next time you find yourself going through a rough spot, rejoice. Well, let's join Pastor Eddie with today's edition of Running the Race. I want to
2: run, I want to run, I want to run right to your heart. I want to run, I want to run, run, I'm running the race.
1: This is not a ritual practice. If this is the reason why we come to church, why bother? You don't need to come to church to score points with God. You do this because of what He's done for you. It's not based on works. We're saved by grace, not by works, lest we should boast. We do this because this is sacred. Jesus Christ Himself went to the temple. Even during the time we call Christmas, the winter season, Hanukkah, He would go. He went to the temple. Our Lord is Savior. You're God. You're a Savior, Jesus Christ. We are to be like, he did not forsake going to the temple. And it's important. Listen, if you know us or you know me, it's not about attendance. It's about your walk with the Lord. That's important. Because nothing that we do here is in rituals. Nothing we do here is by works. We don't do anything in the flesh. Everything we do, we want to do it so we be encouraged to walk in the spirit, to do things in the spirit, not in the flesh. You don't do this for me. You don't do this for man. You do this for the Lord. You do this for your home, for your marriage, for your family. When your family that prays together, you ever hear that saying, stays together? <laughs> this is sacred. You know, we think, okay, well... The blood of Jesus Christ is much more greater and much more powerful than the blood of man. And if we have a relationship with our family members, cousins, aunts, uncles, and we are able to even to withstand the trials and tribulations we have, with my cousin? Well, why do you hang out? He's my cousin. It's like, get out of jail, free card. That's it. Oh, sorry, you your cousin. Well, you know, he robbed your house. He, he almost killed you. Oh, he's my cousin. I got to still go to his party. <laughs> you know? I mean, we have so much tolerance for those that are related to us. We have no tolerance for the body of Christ, which to the Lord. That's why Jesus says, who's my mother and father? And he looks at his disciples, those that was with him. This is my mother and father. That's why he told John, John at the cross, behold thy mother. Mother, behold thy son. It's the blood of Christ that's much more greater and stronger than your relatives. You may disagree with me. That's okay. That's scripture. I'm having the same heart as the Lord. So, you know, we would go to our family reunions even in the midst of troubles, family troubles, right? Family feuds and all, right? But we stopped going to church. We don't call them brothers and sisters. We call them hypocrites. We call them people I can't stand. And it's sad Paul here is encouraged. He is so blessed. And I think that's the heart we should have. And we need to sometimes examine ourselves as believers. And when we consider what is important, I think we need to move on. As I said, verse 16 now, when we come to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard. But Paul was permitted to dwell by himself with the soldiers who guard him. Paul ended his letter at the church of Philippi to show you the relationship he had there. It wasn't, you know, yeah, he was arrested, but guess what? He changed things around. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 22, he writes to the church of Philippi. He says, all the saints greet you, but especially those who are in Caesar's household. (laughs) Yeah, brother Caesar Christ, but guess what? Especially the ones that are in Caesar's household. The Roman guards, everybody that's serving those Romans. Yeah, they're part of us. They send their greetings. Oh, tell the, yeah, because Paul, I'm pretty sure Paul shared how the church was birthed in Philippi. And they said, wow, really? Hey, you writing a letter to them? Tell them we say hello. That's awesome. Again, if we look at all this, if it wasn't for the snake bite, the people of Malta would not be healed. If it wasn't for the chains that Paul has now, the Roman guard to seize a household, Pallas would not have been saved. So take heart, Christians. Take heart, saints. Count it all joy when you go through various trials, the Bible tells us. Verse 17, it says, And it came to pass after three days that Paul called the leaders of the Jews together. So when they had come together, he said to them, so this is the Jewish leaders there in Rome. Every place had their synagogue and had their leaders. And he calls them and he said to them, Men and brethren, though I have done nothing against our people or the customs of fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who when they had examined me, wanted to let me go. But because there was no cause for putting me to death, But when the Jews spoke against it, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, not that I have anything of which to accuse my nation. For this reason, therefore, I have called for you, to see you and speak with you, because for the hope of Israel, I am bound with this chain. You remember when Paul first made it to Jerusalem, and as he was sailing to Jerusalem, so, oh, I can't wait to go to Rome. Remember after they told Paul, listen, don't go to Jerusalem. You know, remember the prophet Agabus say, listen, you're going to suffer change, and I'm still going anyway. (laughs) When he went there, he went there with love offering from some of the churches, the Gentile churches in Galatia, and Ephesus, and to bring love offering for the church in Jerusalem. When he gets to Jerusalem, what did the leaders tell him? They counseled him. They said, listen, Paul, there's rumors about you. You're going against the laws of Moses, and people are saying that you're telling the Jews not to circumcise their children, and that was far from what Paul said. Paul did not speak against it. He was saying it was not necessary for the Gentiles. But this is what the leaders were telling him. They were giving him counsel. Paul, this is what you do. This is what you do. We have four men who have taken the Nazarite vow. And if you take them and purify them and pay for their expenses, because that's what you could do. Some of them had to get off from not working and take this Nazarite vow. And it will show by you going to the temple. They'll see you there. They see you paying for them taking the Nazarite vow. Then, you know, you create peace. Boy, we know that didn't go well, right? If you've been with us, they took him. They say, hey, that's that guy, Paul. We saw him in Ephesus. Someone from Ephesus went to Jerusalem for the Pentecost. And what they do, they grab him and they almost beat him. That's this whole mess. In the midst of all that, here's the question that I would ask. Where are the guys that actually gave him that advice? (laughs) They didn't even visit him in prison that we know of. It's not written in scripture. I think Paul prayed about this. I went down that road before. This is what we're going to do. I am going to talk to them myself. I'm going to go straight out to them. I'm not going to go to the temple and try to do this again. And they're going to grab me and arrest me and say, making false allegations against me, saying that I'm creating a riot. No, I'm going to go to them directly. And that's what he does. And so he tells them. I'm here not against uh, customs. But then in verse 21, they said to him, we neither receive letters from Judea concerning you, nor have any of the brethren who came reported or spoke any evil of you, which I kind of find hard to believe, but nonetheless. But we desire to hear from you what you think concerning this sect. We know that it's spoken against everywhere. And so, yeah, you had the Romans against Christianity. You had the Jews against Christianity. Christians were by themselves. The Romans allowed the Jewish people to practice their religion, to go to the synagogue. But one thing they didn't like was the Christians. Because the God of the Christians was an accursed man at the cross. And that didn't make sense to them. And so here they are. They want to know about this sect. And the sect referring to the way, the Christians. We want to know about them because we're hearing some bad things about them, which is not true. It <laughs> depends who you ask, because there's always two sides. And so the good thing is that they said here, we desire to hear from you what you think, Paul. You're not going to hold Paul back when you give him the opportunity to share, right? And verse 23, so when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained and some testified testify of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning to evening. Paul took the opportunity, the time, he said, listen, and he explained to them about the kingdom. The kingdom here is singular. It's not kingdoms. It's singular because it's relating to the kingdom of the Messiah, the promised one, which is Yeshua, Jesus. Every Jew from the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, during their time in slavery in Egypt, even afterwards, Even every Jew at this time in Paul's day and even to today when it comes to the things concerning to the kingdom of God, they have an ear. They want to know. When Jesus' earthly ministry, the disciples says, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom here on earth? And they didn't understand. It's not an earthly kingdom. And so... Paul took the opportunity to share about the kingdom and that the kingdom points to a king, a king, the promised Messiah, Jesus Christ, because you can't have a kingdom without a king. You can't have a kingdom without a king. And so Paul spoke about the kingdom of God and from morning to evening. And it says that Paul persuading them concerning Jesus from both the laws of Moses, using the Old Testament, using the scrolls, No New Testament was written at this time. Paul didn't have the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Paul used the Old Testament. And therefore, morning to evening, Paul spoke to them about the Lord, spoke to him about the Nazarene, Jesus Christ, that he fulfilled all the messianic prophecies, all 300 messianic prophecies from the laws of Moses and all the prophecies spoken by the prophets. And on that day, from morning to evening, the scrolls became, if you will, a pop-up book. Jesus was in every page, in every prophecy. And can you imagine having a scholar like Paul teach you and to show you Jesus and point to Jesus in all the Old Testament? The books and the laws of Moses and prophecy, that's incredible. What a teacher. And verse 24, it says, this is the result. And some were persuaded by the things which were spoken, and some disbelieved. You know, that's always the case. It's always the case. There'll always be a double response when it comes to the gospel. You'll have some that believe and some that do not believe. Some would believe in the word of God and some wouldn't, you know, we're thinking, Paul, who better to teach the Old Testament prophecies than the Apostle Paul, who was a scholar himself. While we look at Jesus, Jesus was here during his earthly ministry. Did he not speak to the people? Did he have everyone believe him and follow him? No. And that's what the word of God does. The truth of the gospel it divides and it separates. It separates and divides those who believe and those who do not believe. And the problem is that you'll have people that have their preconceived notion. They, they Okay, this is what I think about. It is sad in the world. Already, they know you're Christian. You're going to talk about Christian stuff. You're going to talk about Jesus. And they look at you as a Bible thumper and one of those fanatics right off the bat without even knowing who you are. But that's what they have. It's already painted in their minds out there. And now they put a wall automatically. And this, the truth could just be bouncing off their hearts, bouncing off their heads. They can't even think rationally. You could bring the gospel into you. It'll probably, the gospel will bring you chills. The gospel will make you feel the Lord in your heart. And they're just dead cold. There will always be two people. Verse 25. So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul and said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah, the prophet, to our father saying, this is what he's saying. And what Paul's going to do, he's going to quote from the prophet Isaiah, found in Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. And this is what the prophet says. He says, go to this people and say, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. And seeing you shall see and not perceive. For the heart of this people have grown dull. And that's what blocks everything. That's what blocks the truth. That's what blocks the things that God wants to speak to you. And it's a dull heart. You don't see, you don't hear. For the heart of the people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so the eye should heal them. See, only when you're going to be healed, by listening And seeing the things of God. You remember when Jesus himself quoted this very passage as well. So, Paul is not the only one with the problem. Jesus is not the only one with the problem sharing the gospel and people not listening. So, when you share the gospel to people, you're gonna have people that's gonna accept and some people are not. Don't be discouraged, you're in good company. When Jesus, you started speaking about the parables of the sower and the seed to his countrymen, the disciples were saying, Lord, why do you speak to them in parables? We know what a parable is, why it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And Jesus said in Matthew 13, verses 13 and 14, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. And then Jesus goes on to quote Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. And so Paul, after quoting Isaiah, he continues in verse 28. He says, therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. I know they're burning up at this point. <laughs> And they will hear it. They will hear it. And so verse 20 when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had a great dispute among themselves. Now they're arguing among each other, you know, probably walking away. And Paul is just watching, just spoke, filled with the Holy Spirit, just spoke truth of God, and now he sees them walking away. Probably the Sadducees going against the Pharisees, the Pharisees going against the Sadducees, talking about maybe the resurrection of the dead and angels and spirits and having their theological arguments. And Paul just watched him. He said, Listen. The God that was promised to your fathers is now going to go to the Gentiles. When they had heard these things, the Jews departed and had a great dispute among themselves. Verse 30, then Paul dwelt two whole years in his own rented house and received all who came to him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching the things which concerning the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence. No one was forbidden. No one. I love that. No one was forbidden to come to him, to his house and hear the word of God. And he continued to do that for two years. And then you got uh, Caesar Nero. who He's going to be killed the Caesar Nero. and Caesar Nero was a very, 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 very evil man. It was just towards the decline of Rome. And Caesar Nero killed his mother and his wife. So, you know, Paul is no different, right? You know, Paul met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And since then, we know he has never been the same. He lived a bold life of bravery in Christ. I think if there's any life we need to study in history is second to Jesus, is Paul. Is Paul. We can see his life in three missionary journeys that to reveal to us that a man of God who refuses to be repressed by anyone or anything can do anything. Spread the gospel, change the world. How many churches was birthed out because of his heart and his passion? He withstood such suffering, Second Corinthians, and I close with this, eleven sixteen. He says, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. In prison, more frequently. In death, often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, minus one. Three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A nine... In a day I have been in the deep, in the journeys often, in pearls of water, in pearls of robbers, in pearls of my own countrymen, in pearls of the Gentiles, in pearls of the city, in pearls of the wilderness, in pearls of the sea, in pearls among false brethren, in weariness and toil, and sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, and fasting often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the church." Paul, you just gave us a list of what you've been through. Are you concerned about people? the church? Yes, that was Paul. That's what you call an apostle. Unlike people who like to label themselves apostles today have not even done the first verse in this Bible. Not one. Paul had a real heart for Christ. It reflected on his ministry and in his life. why? What was his heart? What was his passion? Acts chapter 20, verse 24. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus, I testify to the gospel of the grace of God. To live is Christ, to die is gain. Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Philippians chapter 1, verse 29 For to you, it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him. That's simple. We all do that. But also to suffer for his name's sake. This was the passion, love, and the faithfulness that he had in Christ Jesus for his fellow Jews, for the Gentiles, for the church. And so we close the book of Acts. Beautiful study, beautiful journey. We know the book of Acts It's the history of our heritage. We saw it it began with the birth of the church, and it would end throughout the world. Today, the Holy Spirit was birthed there. The Holy Spirit was poured upon the believers of Jesus Christ there, and he continues to move within the church today. The act, and this is probably why they named it act, is the act of the Holy Spirit. That he has not finished that work. He's continuing to build the body of Christ. Is the Holy Spirit. He is alive. He is working. Building the church. Getting you and I, the church, ready. Ready for the bridegroom, Jesus Christ. That is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And though there are only 28 chapters in the book of Acts, you and I are living out chapter 29. Today is chapter 29. When will this chapter end with a period? At the rapture, when Jesus Christ will come for you and me. That's a promise. And if we know that Paul knew how to live by its promises, through so all this shipwreck that he's been through, he believed in the promise of God, snake bites, trials, tribulations, stoned, left for dead several times, imprisoned, falsely accused. Paul knew that he was going to make it to Rome. Ultimately, he know he's going to be standing before the Lord and say, our Lord and Savior. So I don't know what you're going through in life. The church is forever going to go through trials and tribulation, persecution. I'm going through it now, not much compared to what's going on in other countries. In America, we don't know what that is, and I've always said that we don't know what persecution is. But it seems it's really at the horizon. <laughs> we need to be busy about Jesus' business. By His business, and let the Holy Spirit work in us. Amen.
0: We're sure today's message has been a blessing to you. Maybe you'd like to get a copy. Perhaps a family member or a friend or even a neighbor came to mind while you were listening today. We'd love to help you share God's Word. Here's Tracy with all the information you need.
2: Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God by hearing from Him. To hear more encouraging words from God's Word through the ministry of Pastor Eddie, go to RunningTheRaceradio.com and then click on the radio page. There you'll find today's message and many more.
0: Thanks, Tracy. Again, to secure your own copy of today's message, simply log on to RunningTheRaceradio.com. You can also give us a call if you'd like. That number to call is 570-296-7367. Another option to get in touch with us is to send us an email. Our email address is info at runningtheraceradio.com. Once again, you've been listening to Running the Race with Pastor Eddie Pinero of Calvary Chapel in Milford, Pennsylvania. In the next edition of Running the Race, Eddie will continue teaching through the Book of Acts. So please make plans to join us. On behalf of Pastor Eddie and everyone here with Running the Race, we'd like to thank you for listening today. Join us again for another edition of Running the Race.